What's your limit? At what point of pain, torture, and damage would you give up and let death rescue you? There are those of us that are incredibly strong, willing to cut off limbs in order to survive another day. There are those of us that give up almost instantly and have no sense of self-preservation. And then there's Michael Malloy, a man who refused to die even though he was oblivious to those around him and their frequent attempts to kill him. Y'all listening to Old Timey Crimey, crimes from the golden age of yesteryear. Now, here's your hosts, Christy and Scott. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Old Timey Crimey. I am Scott. Christy is on assignment in Paris. Yeah. That is uh, the coolest way I can think of to say she's on vacation. Things are going to sound a little bit different. We're in a different room, different microphone recording equipment. It's going to sound a little emptier. And for that, I apologize. But we really wanted to get this episode out to you. And you're like, we? Scott, who the fuck is there with you? You've heard about her on the podcast. She is already drunk. This is our good friend, Elena, but we're just going to call her Beast. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) So Beast, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's Um, your dream? So I'm Scott and Christy's uh, probably drunkest friend, which is why they brought me in for this podcast, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And... Beast gives the best advice. <laughs> the best advice. The best advice I've ever gotten was Sometimes from Beast. Sometimes unsolicited advice. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's completely unsolicited. But if you ask her, wait until she's about seven beers into the night. Because the drunker you get, the better the advice becomes. For sure. Absolutely. Like we should burn whatever that is down. That's what we should do. I think, I think you need more beer. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. Yeah, we're definitely definitely not into this whole thing. How's your week been? Um, it's, a, it's been a pretty solid week. I was uh, trying to prepare for this podcast in a way, and my research has basically been drinking a lot. Right? I feel like that puts us like... Closer to Mike. Right. Yeah. Like if we want to get into, like, Mike's heart. Like, I feel like this guy is probably, like, my great-great-uncle. <laughs> How hard are you to kill? I haven't done it yet. You know what? There you go. Bitches you may go. try. Bitches always fail. <laughs> Me? I, uh... It's been, it's been a weird one for me. I went to the doctor today, the weight loss doctor. And work has been so fucking stressful in a month. <laughs> I was very proud of myself. In a month, I've only gained a pound Dang. after trying to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Small victory. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought I was going to be up 10 pounds, 15 pounds. Just no, one. One pound. One measly pound. Was that? <clears throat> yeah. It was like one Hershey kiss. So I actually uh, talked to the, uh, to the physician's aide, and I said to her, whose last name was Malloy... Damn. Yeah, and it's just like, we're going to be talking about somebody who's probably related to you. I said, I, I, I need some sort of, uh, of stress management system. I said, because that is 100% what this eating is. I have a job that I don't like. People yell at me. Have you tried drinking? 
There's a lot of calories in booze. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, let's let's take this bottle of purple haze. Might be. And uh, here's the thing, like she actually went to the bar here beforehand, and they just gave her this one for free. <laughs> I know. Because they know her. No, they're seriously like this is this is uh, foreshadowing. In yeah. The story really free and booze. You know what? It doesn't even have any calories. But trust me, there, there's, there's a lot. Be, there's got to be calories on the side of that Pabst Blue Ribbon. Let's see here. Oh, I have a plethora of different beers. Let's see here. Government warning. Women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. Well, you're going to have to stop this. Mm, So pregnant. I I just appear pregnant. See, (laughs) that is a beer beer baby. Yeah. I don't think... That's uh, going to be impressive if your wife gets you pregnant. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's trying. She's trying? Right on. (laughs) That's good. That's good. It's always important. The more beer, the I better. I think she may be impotent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of logic that Michael Malloy uh, would employ. Go ahead. Use, put that on a t-shirt. The kind of logic Michael <laughs> Malloy would employ. Good old, our hero for the day, Michael Malloy. Uh, born around about 1873. This is really tricky. Like, because, like... I read a bunch of articles, and like some have them aged at like forty, and some have them aged sixty to seventy at the time this happened. I think probably the ones that are saying he's more like forty are coming from the birth or the death certificate, because probably those are cheaper. Well, I don't know how far we want to get into this, but I yeah. think that's cheaper. Uh, Insurance premiums. Yeah. Really. There's, <laughs> there's not a lot known about this man. Right. Like, they sometimes people said maybe he had maybe been a firefighter. Yeah. We know that he was a former, a former firefighter. We know he was homeless. And we know that he was Irish. Right. And we know that he was a heavy drinker. Yep. Even for an Irishman. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, this like, guy is amazing. Yeah, this guy, the Irish are looking at him going, I right, think you need to calm down that about <laughs> Listen, you're putting away a lot of booze. It's impressive, and we're all worried about you. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess, basically, I mean, this is what, Prohibition era, right? Yeah. So, and also Great Depression era. Yeah. So, maybe he was at one point gainfully employed, but probably not, because you don't just start drinking like that. You know, you've got to be working on that for a while. I would love to know what his history is. Like, what... Right, where the hell does he come from? Like, man? what drove him to drink this <laughs> impressive amount of not just alcohol, but fluids in general? Just whatever. Like, yeah. Is it in a shot glass? I'll have it. Yes. It's, it's, I'm in a bar, and there's some sort of fluid in front. Mike, that's a toilet. I shut up and do what I want. Rips the fucking toilet out of the floor and downs it. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of behavior that got a bunch of guys looking at him going like, this motherfucker gonna die. Right. And there's no reason why we can't profit off of this. Yeah. It just it's good business sense. This guy, he is hours away from death, the way he's drinking. And so there was a group, most of the articles I read, it said there was a group of five men 
But as I start to do more and more research, right. there's more than five. Well, it, it seems to me like the more research I did, it seems like it maybe started out with like maybe like three dudes. And then more people kept getting enfolded into the event because yeah. it's just... Spoilers! <laughs> Mike's fucking hard to kill. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is like... Like, humorously hard to kill. Yeah, like, I think somebody referred to him as the Juggernaut. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was, that was like, one of his nicknames. He had the nickname the Iron Irishman. They nicknamed him the fucking Juggernaut. <laughs> Years before Marvel Comics was a thing. They went, this guy is the fucking Juggernaut. Right, dude. And my personal favorite, the Bronx Rasputin. I know. That's what I was when I was first reading it. When you told me about this, I was like, "This motherfucker is fucking Rasputin, dude. Like, yeah. you cannot kill this son of a bitch." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was a thing where, like, it was a group of men, and like, it was like three to five. Our main players, our core guys, are Tony Marino, who at the time was age twenty-seven, who was a bar owner. Speakeasy on. Yeah. So it's... He's got a front row seat to the shenanigans of Michael Malloy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's probably already kind of drinking him out of house and home. Just yeah. Just by being like a derelict and yeah. not paying for his fucking booze. Right. You have Joseph Red Murphy, the bartender, mm. who's like going like, like, yeah, I'm getting carpal tunnel syndrome from pouring this guy drinks. Ow. Uh. <laughs> ah. How many twisting motions should I do in one day? Well, he's trying to pour it with his left hand. <laughs> just getting all over the place. It's like, and uh, and then we have Francis Pasqua, Hershey Green, and Daniel Kreisberg. Eventually, they'll bring in a John McNally, a Joseph Maglioni. And notice there's more and more vowels at the end of the names here as, as the day goes well, on. We're getting more uh, Italian now. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Tin Ear Smith. Eddie Tin Where do you get that Smith. nickname? I, that is the most ridiculous thing. And I wanted to bring him up too because what does Tin Ear Smith even mean? I mean, Tin Ear means like you don't have... Like musical ability. Right, but or, why would you even call somebody that? Right, right. <laughs> that's, that's a weird... Maybe he tried to be a musician. I tried to look up why he was called Eddie Ten Years. I honestly couldn't find anything other about him that he was involved in this, uh, what do they call it, the Murder Trust? Yes, yeah. the Murder Trust. And then we had one more in the Murder Trust, the tough Tony Bastone. And, yeah, these, uh, they decided, you know what, he's, he's on his way out. There's no fucking way this guy's going to make it one more day. Yeah, cannot maintain. Yeah. And it was just incredible. And they, they looked at him and they, they sp started speaking to him. They find out he has no friends. He has no family. He's so drunk he doesn't know his own age. <laughs> and he, they just go, this guy's the perfect victim. Yeah. 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 So that's like, what, July of 1932. Yeah, well, it's start, right? January. Of 1932 is whenever they start. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I had. Uh, sorry, January of 33. So yeah, and once again, this is something that Christy and I run into all the time. That the records are just shit. See, I I, I have July of 1932 because then well he dies in February, uh, February 22nd 1933. Right. 
Yeah. So, like, this is a whole year in the making? This might be. This might be a whole year. <laughs> right. That makes it even funnier to me. <laughs> like, if they're doing this over the span of, like, two months, eh, they're just impatient. But from we're going with yours. Hit, let no, history no, it's not record two it. Months. Like it's literally like even from July to like that's still seven months. Yeah. Of trying to kill a guy. Yeah. That's a long time to try to kill a guy. Like with concerted effort, try to kill a man. Right. Right. It's it's not like well, what do we try? What are we trying this month? No. It's, <laughs> they are going nuts, and they've done this before. Marino had recently killed a woman by the name of Mabel Carson and collected about $2,000 worth of life insurance. Right. So they knew they could kind of get away with it. Yeah, I mean, I would put it in anybody's mind. Like, you well, you did it once, you could do it again. Look at that fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks it, like he's going to die right now. This is, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. And Murphy, he kind of planned to identify Malloy as his next of kin, Nicholas Mellory. And collect on three life insurance policies. Each member of the murder trust would collect around $3,576 whenever it was all said and done. Which is an impressive $65,000 today. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. Would you give... Pretty good, but that's like, they got too many people involved. <laughs> I, they didn't intend to. Like, right, it started right, right. out three to five right. people. It seems like to me, like to my mind, from what I've seen, it seems like this this Frank Pasca guy and then the bar owner Tony Marino. They're like, we can make some money. Yeah. And they're like, ah, we should get Red involved. He's the bartender. Like, we'll have him pose as the brother. And then it just kept snowballing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon it becomes the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> Of murder plots. Like, who's even on this track? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's my man Stegosaurus. My other man Tony B. My man Salty S. Getting down with the seasoning. <laughs> it's very nice, very nice. If you ever got like all the members of the Wu-Tang Clan together, the fucking stage would just collapse. We got the man who cut his dick off a couple of months ago that we said wasn't part of the Wu-Tang Clan, but he obviously was. Yeah, this guy over here, he's Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom. Over here, we got Michael McDonald. <laughs> smooth, smooth. Moms love it jazz. Exactly. I love me some Michael McDonald. Right. Over so- here. <laughs> Our main man, Martin Shkreli, funding everything. <laughs> All right, so, okay, did you get that, like, basically the Pasco fella, he kind of went out and, like, got these insurance policies? Yeah. Like, yeah. he did the legwork. He, like, made this all up. He's like, Red, you pretend to be the brother when the time comes. Yeah, yeah, and it was a thing where the, the insurance companies that they go to... This wasn't like, you know, Fetsky's Insurance Company. Right no, These were like life, life and Prudential. Prudential. Like, they're still legit things. Yeah, yeah, which is weird because I know these, these, they keep meticulous records. Somewhere down the line, if you, like, go into their office, if you look in just the right spot, you're going to find these insurance policies. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, at the time we're talking about, we're getting to the tail end of a time where people just did take out insurance policies on people that they thought they could kill. Hey, H.H. Holmes. Yeah. You know, he made a fucking killing. Pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) No, lots of people just were like, insurance, I will kill this person. Just get rid of the body. Just... 
Now I have eight hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Sell the. Let's see. We'll strip the meat off. We'll put it into pies that we can sell at the bar. Make an extra thirty dollars selling the dude's skeleton to the local doctor. This sounds like Sweeney Todd got weirder. <laughs> I mean, it's whenever you look at Sweeney Todd, though. I don't know. If, right. I don't know if you you're familiar with the case of H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of similarities going on between Sweeney, yeah, Sweeney I mean, Todd. I guess, you know, art imitates life, or whatever they say. Yeah. Right. Although you know, Holmes didn't really look like Johnny Depp. So. No. But they said for his time he was handsome. Yes. I don't see it. But, you know. It's the mustache. the best pictures. The, the bigger the mustache. There was kind of like, the, like <laughs> nowadays it's the it was bank account. Yeah, the, the bank account's what women go for nowadays. You're yeah, a woman. was just the, <laughs> Yep. Women love the bank account. I, myself, good tits. <laughs> well, there's something Beast and I have in common. Mm-hmm. Mm. Boobies. Um, <laughs> there's something. I weigh 320 pounds. There's also something Beast and I have in common. Good tits. Boobies. <laughs> Look at the tits on him. <laughs> oh. oh, my heavens. So, it's a very simple plan. You uh, offer Malloy a limitless tab. Right. No, they like, and it's easy enough, I suppose, at that time. Like, it's the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, business is bad. Like, you're a good customer. Got to ease up the rules. Open bar tab. Yeah. Can you imagine how happy you'd be if you were just a soak that was, like, legitimately sweeping streets just to get, like, doing chores for beer? Or, no, whiskey. Yeah. Like, that would seem amazing. It would be like you died and went to heaven. Right. It would be like that for me, and I have a job. Yeah. Yeah. And most of your... Paycheck goes towards. Sure. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you say. Beer. <laughs> I'm beer myself. I, I do love beer. It's beers. You know, I've got no problem. You are the most highly functioning alcoholic I I'm know. Super good at it. You really are. I know. You really are. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, they. Here's the thing. If you would see Beast, you would see a healthy woman in her late twenties, early thirties. And functioning, Michael Malloy didn't look like that. Like there were, there were literally vultures circling him, waiting True. for him to die. Yeah, I think that's hard. To, why it's hard to pinpoint when you know how old he was because yeah. it's hard to tell with those old drunks. You and know? have you seen like the mugshot they had of Malloy? No, I saw the only picture I found of Malloy was uh, a picture taken of him during his autopsy. Ah. So, here's the thing. Spoiler alert, he does get killed. Don't as we As unkillable all? as he is. Was. <laughs> yeah. He's dead. We think. <laughs> he and Elvis like, are hanging out. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, if they decided to exhume Malloy, there were fucking, like, claw marks on the <laughs> side of the... Like, a fucking empty coffin and a tunnel up to the surface right. of the ground. And he's just living in some basement bar somewhere mm-hmm. still in New York City. The Phantom of Fitzky's Pub. <laughs> just... Why is this cake half empty? I have no idea. After after we're done recording, I'll show you a picture of Michael Malloy that I found. All right. And the man, he could honestly be, he could be 25, he could be 72. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Any age in between. It's That's like he's either a really good 72 or a really bad 25. Kind of like whenever you take a good look at Tom Cruise. But, yeah, he just, 
hopes Malloy's going to drink himself to death. It's an yeah. obvious, easy solution. Right. Three days, open bar tab. Mofo, don't die. No, he doesn't. Nope, no. don't die at all. <laughs> Malloy does not die. And this is going to be a phrase you hear over and over <laughs> and over tonight. Malloy does not die. Um, so they go, you know, we got to hasten this the fuck up. So they start serving him antifreeze. Yeah, like wood alcohol, which is yeah. basically antifreeze. Also, sterno. Yeah. Like sterno. Like that weird can, like, like they heat stuff up at a wedding when it's going on too long. Yeah. Yeah. He's eating that or drinking that. Fuck, man. Malloy does not die. Yeah. Days of it. Does not. And he's just like, that's great. Yeah. It's like four ounces of wood grain alcohol will cause the heartiest of drinkers to go blind. Right. But not Malloy. Nope, nope, nope. Comes they, back. They give him turpentine. Oh, he's like the cat that came back the very next yeah. day. Yeah, he absolutely is. It's like some weird pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm surprised Stephen King hasn't written a novel about Michael Malloy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> He's the best dude ever. I'm going to write a book about ah, There you go. And my favorite one they give him, horse liniment with a little rat poison mixed in. Look, what in the hell is even that? Like, I tried to figure out what the hell horse liniment is. Do you know, it was like, we just have some horse liniment. For part, of, for part of this, I actually went up to Tractor Supply and said, excuse me, where can I find the horse liniment? And they just looked at me and went... What? And I said, you don't have any horse liniment? I, I said, come on, what kind of tractor supply place is this? And they go, sure. no, we, we don't have any horse liniment. And I went, well, well, good day to you, sir. And I walked out good the door. Day. And I walked out the door. Um, yeah, so, like, horse liniment must have been a thing. Well, I mean, there were more horses back then, I suppose. If you're going to, there's plenty of horses around here. This is Pennsylvania. You would think. I mean, what the hell is the tractor supply sells chickens? Well, I think <laughs> that's you, a very good point. Yeah, you know what they should have. They, yeah, exactly. They fucking straight up sell chickens <laughs> several times a year at the at the tractor supply, and they don't have a horse liniment. I, they have utter balm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine though, like if horse like okay liniment. All right, if you just think about the term, right? It's just like a. You know, like a salve you rub mm-hmm. on yourself to, like, relieve a pain or whatever. Is it liquidy enough? And then you put hor- do, rat poison in it? Do, maybe the rat poison was to make it liquidy. Ah. Maybe it's maybe it's not horse liniment with rat poison. Rat poison very nebulous. It's hard to say what rat poison can be. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the But, like, now I'm starting to wonder. Now you've got me thinking about the horse liniment. I didn't dive deep enough into this. Is this a liniment for horses or made from horses? <laughs> They just squeeze the horse yeah. down into liniment. And how many... Like the same way they make baby oil. Exactly. They make a baby and they squeeze it. And how many horses does it take to make one bottle of liniment? Or how many bottles of liniment can you get out of one horse? I'm thinking like six or seven. I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> that... But even, even after the horse li- the mysterious horse liniment and turpentine, Malloy does not fucking die. He won't die. Um, so... They go to the food. <laughs> yeah, they said he had a thing for seafood. So. Yeah. Uh, where are they even coming up with like, This is like the middle of the Great Depression. They're like, we're going to score some oysters and then let them rot 
and then cover them in denatured alcohol. Yeah. Here. Let, uh, maybe maybe they were rotten to begin with, and that's how See, that they makes scored more them. Sense. Yeah. That makes more and sense. And this is New York, so it's like, you know, it's a port town. There's plenty right. of docks and piers. So I'm sure they could find rotten oysters on the cheap. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Or even and, for just there. <laughs> and I kind of I wondered about this. Maybe soaking them in the denatured alcohol was a bad thing because it killed off whatever whatever Possibly. diseases were in there. It's probably true because he obviously has no problem with denatured alcohol. He can literally drink anything with a hall at the end of it. Right. Absolutely. And of course, Malloy does not die. Does not. So they decide to increase their menu and they give him a sandwich made out of... I... Like, they wouldn't even put this shit on Fear Factor, right? <laughs> they make nope. him a rotten sardine sandwich, top it with broken glass, carpet tacks, and then they took the can that the sardines were in and shaved it, shaved it into Just the thing. For good measure. He eats it and asks yeah, for another. Like, that's good. Give me another. <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> and... Say it with me, people. Malloy does, does not, not die. die. They're getting desperate. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. They're going like, what the fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> right. So they wait till another night when he's like uh, just drunk at the bar. They, uh, he kind of passes out. They put him in a car. They take him like half a mile to this park, like uh, near the Bronx Zoo. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, surprised they didn't toss him into the gorilla cage. They. Uh, <laughs> Malloy comes back and they say, "I fucked the hottest girl you've ever seen." <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Smell like, kind of weird though. <laughs> I like the beefy girls. <laughs> she was strong. Swung me all over the place. Uh. All around me. <laughs> yeah, so they take him out to a park, and they strip all his. Cl- well, they strip him down a little bit. I don't think they actually get. They like kind of rip yeah, open his like, shirt, take open his clothes or whatever, and then douse him in water because this uh, is what February. Yeah, this is this is late January, early February. It should be cold. And it was weird because they specifically brought five gallons of water. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I saw it repeatedly. Ga- it was five gallons of water. They dumped five gallons of water on him. You think one would be enough? Sure. Yeah, well, five. Five? Well, that'll certainly do the job. Exactly. I, w- I would have taken, like, one gallon of water. But maybe the gypsy woman told them five was the magic number. Five gallons of water on this son bitch. Leave him on a park bench. Like, I, some reports said it was, like, got to negative 14 degrees that night. I don't know if that's true. But even if it wasn't remotely it, close to 14, negative 14, it's, that's cold enough to kill you. Yeah, it's New York. Yeah. And I know I know here, we're kind of on that same parallel. A lot of people, like, picture, like, where we're at, New York up and over. Yeah. But if you really look, it's more, it's more east. It's, it's a little bit up. But it's not, not as high as you think. I think in Pennsylvania, we have this idea of New York as being north of us because the state... Is kind of north of us, but um, yeah. Well, it's cold as a bitch here in February. So. Oh my god, the pipes actually froze up and burst this year in my house. I believe it. Yeah, it was, and I mean, I actually had, I had that heater 
sitting in the closet next to the pipes running. Right on the pipes, and they still froze up and burst. No, it's fucking cold. Fucking ridiculous. It, it, we live in a state where the temperature drops well below the legal limit. <laughs> if, if anybody would have the common sense to set up a law for that sort of thing. <laughs> no, and it also gets too hot here, too. But anyway, yeah, no. So 14, even if it wasn't negative 14 yeah. degrees. You're right, it does get too hot here. It does. It would be, it would be different if it was, like, too hot... Or too cold, and you could deal with like one at a time. But like a couple of days ago, it was disgustingly hot. No, seriously. Today it's jacket weather. I know. Yeah. Legitimately, if I still had the like hoodie in my back seat, which I thought I was safe to take out, I would have put it on today. But no. It was so hot a couple of days ago. I saw a heroin addict putting the copper back into an air conditioner. <laughs> You think he's joking. <laughs> that actually is a joke, but no, you wouldn't believe how many houses you can buy here for like, I don't know, $50 because there's no plumbing in them. Yeah. there. This house, whenever, like we're recording in my home tonight, Beast walks into my place. It's the first time she's been here and went, holy fuck. <laughs> like She's like, this place is fucking huge. It is. And I, I tell people I live in a mansion and they kind of go, oh, Scott's. Scott's... He fucking lives in a mansion. <laughs> it's not a joke. There's 19 rooms in this motherfucker. It's ridiculous. And it's not like 19 rooms, the si- each one the size of a FedEx box. No, they are fairly decent. Listen to the echo you're hearing right now. And we're in one of the smaller rooms in this house. Yeah, yeah. I, my college apartment, the entire apartment, I think was smaller than, than this room. Oh, how I things have, have changed. a house, a Victorian style house, just like his, and it is uh, built the same year as his, probably, and it is a third the size. Yeah. And it's still pretty big. And how much did you pay for your home? <laughs> <laughs> Are you not allowed to say? Well, it's a matter of public record, but I'd rather not say. Okay, fair enough. I'll tell you later. Okay. $12. <laughs> Close. <laughs> I got this place. 30,000. And I honestly believe I could have talked him down. Oh my god. I hope that somebody in San Francisco is listening to this right now. I'm actually looking at a place in California. Are right you now. out of your damn mind? No, I want to move. I want to move to California. $183,000. I need to be back in the woods. I really do. Tree right there. It's more than a tree. I need to be a tree over there. I need to be someplace where I don't have to like I open the door and have to step over an overdose body. You're gonna have to edit the motherfucking shit out of this episode. No. (laughs) No, I refuse to. These people have no Malloy in them. They're so easy to overdose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We should probably talk about this. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, you know. It's Malloy. He comes wandering in because, of course, it didn't kill him. It did. The gypsy woman's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He's only half a mile away, so he just wanders mm. his way. Like, can you... Okay. I have been very drunk. Maybe you haven't. When you've been very drunk and then you wake up in a strange place, it is hard to get your bearings. But he doesn't have that problem. He just walks right back to the same bar that they walked him out of. Like he's some sort of alcoholic homing pigeon. Yeah, just whoop. 
He's like, it's a little chilly out here. You mind if I sleep it off in the basement? Yeah, he goes. He comes in. He's uh, I've, I'm in really good spirits, but I've got a chill in my bones. <laughs> It's like he's fucking like shaking the ice off of him. Son of a bitch is amazing. Chiseling off the ice from his chest. Um, and they just go, what the fuck? And this is, enter Herschel Green. Well. And Herschel Green goes, I got an idea. Let's run the motherfucker over. I actually have a little bit different information. Go for it. They, I, I believe they asked two other people, two other cabbies, to run this guy over. And they were like, Fucking no. I'm not going to do that. Because they're only offering him like 150 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. No. And then Herschel Green's the guy who agrees that he's going to do it. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. Mm-hmm. I'll run him over with a car. Oh, I get paid for it? <laughs> Bonus. Yeah, he he decides to run Malloy over. They, they wait until he is blinding drunk mm-hmm. because Malloy... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Gummy drunk. Yeah. Just stinking of denatured alcohol and turpentine and horse liniment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he they they like place his body in the middle of the road. Yeah, they take him out into like an alley or a road and they gun the engine and Malloy fucking like drunken kung fu Jackie Chan's his way <laughs> out of the path of the car. So this car then whips around <laughs> Malloy channeling Keanu Reeves like a hundred years into the past, matrixes his way out of the path of the car once again. <laughs> yeah. Two dodges. Two dodges. Finally, they, <laughs> they whip the cab around a third time. Green, at this point, has to either be crying or hysterically laughing. Because I'm sure they told him, look, we've tried to kill this guy. And he's like, like he's got to either be laughing because seeing a drunk guy dodge a car doing 60 miles an hour at you. Or, like, he's got to be scared going, the legends, they are true. <laughs> and he fucking runs Malloy over on the third attempt. Mm-hmm. And scared out of his goddamn mind, he puts the car in reverse and yeah. backs over backs him. over him. For yeah. good measure. Make sure. Make sure he's good and dead. Yeah. Back over him. So they're, they're afraid that a passerby has seen them. They're startled by a passerby, and they leave Malloy in the road for dead. Surely... Christ in heaven. He has to be dead now, right? He has to be dead. There are pieces missing from the underside of the cab <laughs> that are apparently in Malloy at this point. Yep. There's good, there's no way Malloy is alive. True. So, you gotta claim the body. Yep, they go around looking. Yeah, they call hospitals. They call morgues. And they're going like, uh... You know, my brother, my brother's missing. Do you have somebody fitting this description? And they can't find the body. Did you catch that in the meantime, they just decided that they would run over another homeless dude? Yes! <laughs> yes! And they fucked that up, too! Yeah! No, he lived. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man! Yeah, no, 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 oh, I have it written down. Yeah, February 7th. So, the way that... Oh, well, our dates are all fucked up, but yeah. yeah. A Joseph Patrick Murray. Yeah. He was struck by a cab. 
Yeah, and at this point and they they'd put the fake ID thing shit that they put into Malloy's pocket in this guy's pocket, but still lived. Yeah, and at this point they gotta go. Is it us? <laughs> yeah, are we doing something wrong? I think this is where it truly goes downhill too, though, because I think that guy survived it and was like maybe not as drunk as uh, our boy. Yeah, and they, he kind of IDs the cab driver. Yeah, and they can't find Malloy's body for the simple reason that Malloy is still fucking using it. Yep, yep, not dead. Can't <laughs> kill our boy Malloy. You are an incredible piece of mutant history, Michael Malloy. I love Michael Malloy. He's my boy. He is... He's incredible. They... He wanders into the bar. He comes back. Weeks later. About three weeks later, he wanders in. He's got a broken shoulder, (laughs) a fractured skull, and a mighty thirst. And he doesn't He's like, I'm sorry I've been gone so long, guys, (laughs) but how about that open tab? (laughs) And they've got, like, I just picture them all starting to cry. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been... slack-jawed, oh, I'm honestly surprised there hasn't been some sort of comedy movie made about this. Because <laughs> this is, I'm sitting here giggling about this to myself, and we're talking about a man who was murdered, and it is the funniest shit. I mean, at least, he, like, if you're going to get murdered, do it right. Like, go out swinging. Yeah. This guy went out swinging. Didn't even realize he was swinging. No. Awesome. It's like that scene in, like, one of the like one of the Star Wars movies where Jar Jar Binks takes down all the droids without trying. That's our boy Molloy. He's Jar Jar, except lovable. <laughs> I, still, I still think Jar Jar is a Sith Lord. I, I mean, I wish I could commiserate on any level with you, but I've literally only seen one Star Wars movie. God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to say something that's a little... I'm the only 34-year-old on the planet that has only seen one Star Wars movie. Which one have you seen? I'm curious. The first one. The like first the, one. Like a new Episode one. four, yeah. It's... Here's the thing about Star Wars, for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's good whenever I was a kid. Mm-hmm. As an adult... I really... I'm the most casual of fans. See, people get so into it that I think that turned me off of it. Not that I'm typically that person. Well, I am sometimes. Well, we're going to go on a tangent here. No, tangent away. All right. So, like... I don't dislike... Like, Christy has this opinion that I dislike things blanketly just because other people like them. That's not true. But I tend to dislike things that other people like just because I'm fucking sick of hearing about them. Like, Star Wars is an example. Never saw it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Then, like, a friend of mine made me watch them when I was an adult, and I fell asleep right after A New Hope, so I never watched any more of them. Don't care. Like, but, for example, like, uh, Game of Thrones, which See, you don't watch. I don't. I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. It's, I resisted it vehemently. It's tits and midgets. Those were the two things Vehemently I liked. Vehemently resisted it. Now, for if like em- four seasons, if Amelia Clark would like to jump on me, I'm not going to say no. You know what's weird? As much as I hated Cersei, that would be the one I would fuck. Yeah, um, Cersei. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. Able. Well, like, she, that same bitch. that same actress. She was in Dread. Did you see Dread? Mm-hmm. I think you would like Dread. She plays a pretty evil character in Dread. And it's Carl Urban as Judge Dredd. 
the comic book character. Oh, we're talking about like the Judge Dredd of Lixie because I'm not a comic book person, but mm-hmm. I am a Sylvester Stallone person. Are we talking about that Judge Dredd? We are talking about that Judge Dredd. Okay. When we're done with this podcast, I want to play the best song you ever heard. Fair enough. Just remind me Sylvester Stallone. Will do. Song. But she plays, she plays this uh, character in Dread named uh, Mal Mal, and it's like the first. It's like uh, Marlene Madrigal is her name, but her nickname is Mal Mal, and she is a drug dealer who sells this drug that slows down time. For the person, it slows down your perception of time. So you know it's and the the music that they play is really really cool it's this long droning music and there's this beautiful scene of her on the drug like in the bathtub like flicking water beads up in the air and it's slowly coming up and coming down and what people don't realize is the song that's playing in the background that slowed down 100 times is justin bieber's baby <laughs> all right, right? You, you have to send me a link absolutely like, remind me of this absolutely that and sounds it, amazing and it is fantastic it is fantastic baby. Baby, yeah. baby. And it's haunting and it's beautiful. <laughs> so I suggest it for the listeners. I suggest it for you. Um, Dread is one of those movies that is should have gotten a sequel, but I think it was kind of tinged by the failure of the first Judge Dread film. Okay. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, speaking of slowing down time, our boy dies. Wait, hold on. Before we say this, like I, I saw one article in which it's possible somebody calculated out how much money they may have spent by this point trying to kill the son of a bitch. Now, keep in mind, like, without the double indemnity clause, which wouldn't be an accidental death, which would do a double payout, they've, like, overspent what they're actually going to get paid. Like, it's not for sure, but they could have with insurance premiums and the alcohol he was feeding them and just, like, random shit that they just kept feeding him and just paying cabbies to run him over. They may have spent $1,875 trying to kill Michael Malloy. That's beautiful. And they're just trying to break even at this point. Right. Yeah. We, we need to recoup our losses. Right, so like, fuck it. Yeah. Just kill the son of a bitch. And I think at this point, they actually lose sight of trying to make it look like an accident. Right. Now it's become a matter of pride. <laughs> you know, we, we have to kill oh, this... I know un- he's killable. Yeah. We have to kill this unkillable son of a bitch. <laughs> and I just pictured, like, one of them, like, like fucking, like, pouring wood grain alcohol down. So going, why won't you die? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't. He doesn't die until February 21st, 1933, which I think should be some sort of holiday. You know, it will be in my mind from yeah. now on. Yeah. From, uh, everybody gets free shots of wood grain alcohol on okay, February 21st. Over to my house. I give them all the turpentine they want. We'll I, see what happens. I honestly think that we should throw, like, like when this podcast gets a little bit more, uh, more popular... And more people start to listen to it. We need to do a live show on February twenty oh, first. Really yeah, and make it a Michael Malloy day. To enter, you have to sign like a fake life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, and have we have like fake shots? It would just be gin, but it's like wood grain alcohol. Sure. Yeah, gin. Because gin would taste more like wood grain alcohol. And plenty of seafood. 
Yeah. Plenty of seafood right there. Everybody, who, want, who wants in, a sardine sandwich? In his honor. Yeah. Who wants a sardine sandwich? Yeah, so I think this is, is this the first time this Greasberg fellow comes up? Like, yes. Really? Yeah, this is the first time like, I'm he hearing gets of Greasberg. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Sorry. I'm not they all die. <laughs> Except one of them. One of them squeezes yeah, his yeah. way out of it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this is where Kreisberg comes in. Because he doesn't seem like he's a big part of it. He's probably, like, a speakeasy-goer, whatever. He's probably known that they're trying to kill this guy for some time. But on this night, this Kreisberg, what is his name? Daniel Kreisberg. Yeah, Daniel Kreisberg is, like, he walks over with one of the other ones. They take him to a tenement. I picture Daniel as being, like, the doofy next-door neighbor. He's who, the like, youngest one, right? Yeah, who comes in, what you guys talking about? <laughs> like... Shit, he knows. Danny knows. Yeah, they like take him like so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I picture them like tricking him into killing him. Well, go ahead, give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot, Danny. Give it a shot. None of us else, none of us can do this. Can you do it finally? And yeah, motherfucker, yeah. the dude do pulls it off. Yeah, he it kills walks, the unkillable. Yeah, he walks him to a tenement. Somebody else is there too, and then. Do you want to explain how they actually finally kill our boy? They wrap a towel around his head and take a hose from a gas-fueled lamp mm-hmm. and jam it down his fucking throat. Yep. They essentially turn him into a methane balloon. No one can get out of that, man. No. Carbon monoxide poisoning, you're done. And it's, uh... Yeah, the death certificate is forged. They, uh... It, yeah, they a, get an asshole friend to uh, forge a death certificate. Yeah. They they say it's a low-bar pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And I looked up what low-bar pneumonia is, and I went, this is a lot of words that I don't understand. Inflammation of the pleurisy with the... It's, it's, they, it's pneumonia. And, uh, but it's not. The actual cause of death is, of course, fucking a, a tube full of gas in your, in your guts. Um, they forge a death certificate. They go to MetLife and go. Wait, wait, hold on. Oh, go, wait, wait, go for wait, wait. it. Like uh, Pasca, the guy who's been there the whole time. Like the guy who's been doing. He's an undertaker, right? So that was his buddy that did the uh, terrible death certificate. He just quickly puts him into a coffin, very cheap coffin. Puts him in a pauper's grave, and it's just like, well, now we'll go get our money. And then they said, Red Murphy, to go get the money. Yeah. So, yeah, they do get $800 from MetLife. That's it. I just picture, for some reason, Snoopy handing it to them. Handing them a check for $800 angrily. And uh, then... Snoopy got mixed up with MetLife in the first place. I don't... Know how that we're happened. We're going to look into this. Yeah. Podcast. We're, we're going to figure this out. Because sure. this is. Doesn't seem right that a dog, a cartoon dog, is in charge, in charge of my life insurance. Right. But they go to Prudential, which I think this is an amazing ad for Prudential right now. If you're. If you think that your family or friends are going to murder you, maybe you should. Uh, maybe you should uh, go with Prudential. Because Prudential goes, this is fucking weird. <laughs> This is really fucking weird. Let's dig up this body. Yeah, no. I think it is like a little bit more uh like uh 
So those like gangster names we came up with earlier, like the Tough Pony Baston, mm-hmm. Tin Ear. Yeah, it's like yeah. So like he got shot right by his other buddy who was Maglione. Yeah, yeah. And so I think what well from some evidence that I found, uh, Red Murphy, the bartender, was actually taken into custody as a witness in the shooting, right? So when they come around, Prudential wants to like pay out. He's just not there, and they're like, what the hell's going on? They're like, hello, police, could you help us? Officer, we can't find a man we want to give a bunch of money to. And so that's when the DA gets involved, because the police are, what What the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, they exhume the body, <clears throat> and they find out, this dude didn't die of pneumonia? Watch this! And they, like, put a match next to him, and they're able to turn him into a fucking gas-lit candle. Um, and the cops go, we need to arrest everybody. Yeah, no, like, they all, like, and I think, like, everybody just started to turn on each other. Like, I think people that were material, like, people that actually started turning, like, witness, like, I think, well, you know, uh, Hershey Green. Yeah. He was one of the first ones to turn. Because he wasn't getting paid very much in the first place. Like, I think they offered him, like, $150. Yeah, and he's the only one that escapes execution. Right. Everybody else. And the other two cabbies that they approached before, Mm -hmm. they they also testify. Then they learn about, you know, we talked about uh, Betty... Oh, Betty. Oh, Oh, Black Betty. (laughs) Blam, bam, bam. Oh, we're uh, let's terrible. see. No, we're not. No, we're not. You'd be surprised how Betty much. Betty Carlson. Betty Carlson. They learn about Betty Carlson in relation to Tony Marino. And see that that was part of a plot. Uh, and then, yeah, they all just started turning on each other, turning on witnesses in the case. And. Yeah. So. Pretty much wrapped up after the autopsy. Yeah, and. Originally, they tried to peg a lot of this on Tough Tony. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, it's the dead guy. So let's Tough Daddy, but don't. Tough Tony. Hey, Tough Tony did it. Tough Tony. Is all Tough Tony said. Tony, all Tough Tony did was just drinking that yeah. speakeasy, man. And Bro. so at the Bronx, Bronx, bleh, at the Bronx County Courthouse, everybody kind of goes, we were crazy. <laughs> Doesn't work. The, the insanity plea does not work. Yeah, Tony Marino in particular, he was he was like, I'm insane. Like nobody's insane enough to come up with this plot. Yeah, yeah. Insane means that you just one day just snap somebody's neck. That yeah. doesn't mean you and, and involve you didn't involve several other people into a plot that took like a fucking year to conclude because you were and, insane. And now this makes me think though, because. Like whenever you said snap his neck, that kind of that kind of went. Wait a minute. This is only the attempts that we know about, right? Right. This is only how many times did somebody try to kick him down the stairs? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, and honestly, like if I would go back on this and go, how many how many attempts was there on his life? Uh, Like, name everything. I couldn't list off everything. That, that they did at this point. I have to refer to my notes. So you know there's like a time where like we tried uh, throwing his hair dryer into the bathtub. With the, uh, we uh, took a curling iron and shoved it up his ass. You know, it's... Right. Yeah, there, we don't know. 
and I get the feeling. We're talking about a large portion, like a large. Okay, if you were trying every day to kill somebody, yeah, how long would it take? Probably one day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're trying to make it look like an accident, I don't know, a week. Maybe. But no, this guy lives and lives and lives, and they just cannot kill him. Right. So, so you know I'm, there's other weird things in there, too. Like yeah. Just like a, and they're going to be lost to history. Trying to trip him, like steal one of his shoes. Tie his um, shoelaces together. Yeah, this is the early days. <laughs> like, we'll, he, we'll get him real drunk, tie his shoelaces together. He'll fall, hit his head, die. You know. Oh, I did think that was really funny. We, we kind of missed it when, like, back in the methanol days when they were trying to poison him with that. I mean, there was a story about how he slumped down onto the floor. They were like, this is going to do it. And they, like, kind of waited, waited. He had real labored breathing. Like, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. He's going to die. And he just rolls over. <gasps> Starts snoring. Wakes up a couple hours later. Asks for more booze. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. It was incredible. It is incredible. In June and July, all of them, all yep. of them are executed, and our mascot Except old Sparky. Except for Hershey Green, because he turned state witness. Exactly, and that's what saves him. That's what saves him. And he's sent to prison, you yeah, know, for attempted years, murder. Ten foot. Five to ten years. Yeah. Which, you know, whenever it comes to, like, electrocution or five to ten years, oh, yeah. Sing Sing Prison. Old Sparky. Sing Sing. Sing Sing is the most amazing prison name, right? Yeah, it's but, great. I'm like, doesn't it just seem so wrong? It does. <laughs> it really does. It's beautifully wrong. Oh, also, the, uh, the, uh, doctor who wrote the death certificate got charged, too. I didn't know that. He did. Um, not with very much, because he probably had a little more money than the rest, but he was charged with accessory after the fact, mm-hmm. and uh, his final charge was uh, failure to report a... What's that called? Oh, I'm drunk. Sorry. That's a... Uh, <laughs> suspicious murder. Mm. Or a but, suspicious death. But you're wealthy and white, so I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... That is the tale of our hero, Michael Malloy. Oh, my boy. My God. And he has garnered so many nicknames. The Iron Irishman. The Bronx Rasputin. The Juggernaut. <laughs> the fucking Juggernaut. The Juggernaut. Oh, my God. And I think it's, I think the biggest crime here, besides attempted murder several times over, we don't know this guy's name. Before I sent you this, have you ever heard of Michael Malloy? No, I will forever remember him in my heart. Yeah, Michael Malloy, you glorious, glorious, <laughs> drunken glorious son, son of a bitch. bitch. Man, oh man, oh man. You know what? Crack one open for Mike. There we go. This is for you, buddy. Uh, this is my wild cherry, uh... It's my wild cherry fizzy water. Yeah, there we go. Somewhere the ghost of Michael Malloy stirs. Love you, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Any plans for this week, bud? Um, I think I have to go down to my mom's and then, which that sounds bad sometimes, but no, I really just have to go lay in an inner tube and then float down the uh, Susquehanna River. 
Oh, that sounds great. Great. I'm jealous of you. You can come down. Is it tomorrow? Probably Saturday, I think. So, here's the deal. I have to be at work 5.30 p.m. tomorrow. I work till 6.30 a.m. I then have to go back in at 2 p.m., leave at 4 p.m., back at 8 p.m. Are they just trying to confuse you? Yes. Yes, they are. They just want to hurt you. I. They're succeeding. They're digging... They're trying to Michael Malloy me with overtime. It's like a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, yeah. It's uh and I do I do enjoy the job more now that I'm on overtime, but it's I still feel like it's not where I belong. You know, <laughs> it's uh No. It never is though. Yeah, yeah. Well how do you like your job? Let me ask you that. How do you like yours? I like my job. You know actually I, I actually had a um sort of uh Dark Knight of the Mind, not so long ago, and uh, then a come to God moment, and what I realized, why I've been in my job for so long, which is a long time, I've been in my job for 12 years. God damn. I know, right? Um, is that I make stuff. I work in a factory. Mm-hmm. But I make stuff. Like, I actually... It's not just, like... It's like, a tangible, right. physical it's, object. It's not like... I've worked in other factories when I was younger, and it's just like, put the thing here, put the thing here, push the buttons. Okay, whatever. No, I actually like it to, like, create things. And maybe it's not a violin, which mm-hmm. someday I will do. But, um, no, I actually get to make things every day, which is a thing I enjoy doing. Like, I, I enjoy crafting a thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's your dream job? Let me ask you that. If you could do anything for the rest of your life and get paid well for it, what would it be? Well, none of those things are jobs. Besides drink and get laid. I'm really good at those things, but they're not paying jobs. I'm really good at one of those two things. Mm. (laughs) No, I actually think I would like to make a thing. I don't know that it would be the thing I'm making Mm -hmm. right now. But, like, if honestly, I think like a craftsman sort of job would do my thing. See, this, what I'm doing right now is what I would love to do for the rest of my life. This is great. This is super fun. Isn't it? You don't have to, like. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, And we love seeing those numbers creep up and up and up. Whenever I checked uh, Podbean today, I was stunned to see that our listenership is up 34%. Beast. Thank you for being with us today. Take care. Hey, absolutely no problem. This was really fun. I hope I didn't ruin everything for everyone. Did not. Absolutely not. This was hilarious. Well, you know what, though, I if you guys it. could see, like, my dimple, <laughs> you'd be in love, too. Just a minute. Beast is kind of like drunk lesbian barb from Stranger Things. I'm hotter. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Definitely she is. Definitely hotter. Yeah, definitely hotter. Because she's like forbidden fruit. She's like, I can't have her. She's lesbian. (laughs) But I want to thank each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. Go on to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Stitcher, leave us a review there if you're so inclined. We're going to get a Patreon up soon, hopefully. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Beast, thank you for being here. Have a great week, everyone.